Welcome to My Life is a Junk Drawer with your host, me, Sue Mangum. This podcast is meant to help you clean out the junk in your heart, soul, body, and yes, junk drawer. Thanks for listening. Well, it is Tuesday again. I can't believe another week of shelter in place has happened. The days are long and the weeks are long and the months are long. Oh, wait, yeah, wait. We did make it to April. Whew, we got through March. I still can't believe what's going on. I love Libby's explanation from last week that it feels like a fever dream. It feels like I have, well, I don't have a fever because then I might have corona, but it feels like a fever dream. This week, I am so excited to bring to you the millennials. They talk about coronavirus. So I get to have my eldest son, CJ, and his beautiful, sweet girlfriend, Katie, on. And I believe that there was a bottle of wine involved in this. So we get a little giggly, especially toward the end. I hope it makes you laugh. They are wise beyond their years. They are, CJ is very knowledgeable and so is Katie, but CJ has an economics degree. And so he's really interested in kind of the way this is working in the world. I love the way they talk about toward the end about all the good things that are going on and how we're seeing that. Um, A couple of, of course, side notes. The dryer was going in the background and also some dogs were barking in the background. So please, I do apologize for that. Um, I hope that you guys are safe I hope you guys are a little entertained by what we talked about this week, and I hope maybe by next week, things will be on the downside. So here it is, Katie and CJ. Welcome, Katie and CJ. Thank you so much for being on my show. I just can't believe you're here. Yeah, thanks. Um, (laughs) I'm a huge fan. I listen to every episode, Um, so... Yeah, uh, my name's CJ. I am the podcast host's son. <laughs> I'm 23. Uh, I'm still living at home. <laughs> I did graduate college. I went to Florida State. Uh, I work at NCR as a sales specialist, and that's about it. We've been stuck in the house now for two weeks. So and counting, 18 days. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we I have he CJ really here jumped in. and um, his girlfriend Katie. We have the millennials here with us today. So, Katie, tell tell my listeners a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm Katie. I am 23. I graduated last May, May 2019, from Georgia College down in Milledgeville. Um, I am living in Atlanta. I'm a technology recruiter for a small technology company here in Atlanta. So that's what I'm doing. And yeah, day 17 of quarantine. It's going great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we are going to, we're going to talk coronavirus today because that's what's so hot topic. To my listeners, typically I don't drink when I do interviews, but tonight we are all drinking. So if this goes to hell in a handbasket, I, I can't, I just, I'm going to ask forgiveness. Anyways, that's what's fun about the millennials. They can drink with me. (laughs) These are going to be the lost tapes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Be like, yeah, there was this one interview we did that (laughs) did not go. I mean, times are a little crazy, right? What is, I'm going to start with you, Katie. What does this feel like to you? 
Um, it is really weird. Um, we all just watched Contagion together like last week, so it kind of feels like that. Um, but it's kind of crazy to think that this is like history that we're living through. And I mean, I mean, I know me and CJ, we were really young during 9-11, but I don't actually remember right. that. So this is kind of the biggest thing I know of that's happened in my life that I'm going to you know, remember and tell like my kids, my grandkids. So it's like weird to think about. And it's also weird. Me and CJ, I've talked about it some, like it's going to be different after this. Yeah. Like, I feel like the whole world is. is it, do you think it's going to be like a before and after? Or do you think we'll forget? I think so. I think there's going to be a before and after. Yeah. Because I don't think it's going to be like actually normal until like a year from now. Oh. I think that's when stuff is actually like when everyone gets finally gets vaccinated I think stuff can go back to normal, but I think it's going to be strange until for a while. Then. Yeah. Well, so does wondering... that is that how it feels to you? Kind of strange. It's strange. Um, <laughs> the, the no sports has really taken a toll. <laughs> Your brother said the same thing. I know that you listened to the podcast today, yeah. but uh... <laughs> there's he... there's no entertainment like live <laughs> entertainment. So it does feel like Groundhog Day every single day now. You just get up and you do the same thing and then you go to bed and you don't leave your little spot in the house. <laughs> but it is weird. And I think it's going to be different when we all, when everything comes back online. So go back a little bit. When did you realize this was going to be a big thing? Because for a while, I think all of us were kind of not taking it seriously. Well, I think it was kind of hard because at first they were... I mean, in my opinion, I feel like they were kind of telling us, you know, people our age, we don't have too much to worry about. And it was really the elderly or the, you know, immunocompromised. So I don't know. I mean, when all the big companies started, you know, shutting down almost and telling everyone to work from home and when there was like no one on my drive to work, that was <laughs> kind of weird, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was on St. Patrick's Day because we actually went out. The weekend before St. Patrick's Day, even though we probably shouldn't have. That's true. <laughs> we, we apologize. Did. We don't have the coronavirus. Um, but that seemed like a normal weekend. Right. And then on St. Patty's Day, I wasn't going into work. Um, everything had kind of gotten serious within that weekend. And then everyone realized everyone wasn't staying in. And it seemed like everybody got really serious within those two days. Yeah. And so that's when it changed for me. I was like, oh, because it kind of felt like a hurricane break. Like when I went to Florida State, we got oh. hurricane breaks three out of four years. Right. So you would always come back from like winter break or spring break and there would be a hurricane and you get a week off. And it would be like, <laughs> it was a natural disaster, but you just get a week off. So it kind of felt like that. So it was like after a week and a half of being off, I was like, oh, this is kind of permanent now. So, but it did feel like. Like a hurricane break. It, yeah. A lot of people are not going to get that, but. No, you know, I, I mean. If you live in Florida, you might get that. <laughs> but I think even for us, because the first week was spring break for both Chase and Libby. So for me, it really didn't hit hit until after like midway through that. And it was, you know, we couldn't go to New York, but St. Patty's Day was weird because. Like we weren't out celebrating. Yeah. Like usually nothing. it's just chaos everywhere. Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, it's the biggest party there is yeah and then yeah. like savannah shut down their big celebration new york that was everybody yeah, chicago did it's been feeling more real to me too like 
as time has gone on, like my aunt, she was a nurse and then she ran HOSA at a high school and she wants to get back into nursing. So she's been working at an old folks home. And like, she was in the same room with like one of her, you know, quote unquote patients who had coronavirus. So she had to be quarantined for like 14, oh, 14. days, like by herself. Oh my gosh. And so like my, and my brother's roommate might have it um, right. that he goes to college with. So it's like, it's, I feel like it's getting scarier now that we're hearing of people that we actually know or have connections to Yes, that are like being exposed to it or affected in some way. That's what's scaring me now, I think. Yes. It did feel like kind of distant and over there. And um, I think as it gets closer and closer to us, that it will become a little more scary. Yes. Yeah. I don't think humans are great at exponential growth, like realizing it. Because, <laughs> like, here's a map. You're like, oh, yeah, okay. There's like, you know, four people who have a virus. And then, you know, next week there's 100,000 people who have a virus. You're like, wait, how did this happen? Yeah. 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 So, so, speaking of that, what do you think your generation is? Let's start with the positive. What do you think you guys are doing right? I think we are the most well equipped generation to handle this. Just, you know, sit home, watch Netflix. You know, don't come into social contact with many people. I think if any generation can handle this, it's us. It's the millennials. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because we we're already doing that. We were social distancing before, you know, it was mandated. See, they're saying that it's our parents' generation that is used to that and that they're the ones that are better equipped. Like someone like my dad who he likes to just read his Kindle at home, you know. Yeah, but we like But you guys I'll send you a text from like halfway across the room. That's true. Yeah. Now I can just FaceTime you. We can be in different rooms. I actually That's think true. it's harder for my generation, yeah. Generation X, because we are just prone to going, 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 socializing, doing. Like for me, it's really weird to just sit in the house all day long. It's hard. Yeah. It hard. Where I think CJ is more well equipped to it because <laughs> you, you, I mean, you have your TV, you have your Xbox, and you have your yeah. phone. And what more do you need, right? Uh, nothing. There you except go. For, except for Katie, of yeah. course. Oh. <laughs> wow. Thanks, babe. So, all right. So you're doing it right because you already know how to socially distance. What What do you think you guys are doing wrong? Uh, we suck at communicating. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me more. Um, we, we tend to freak out about everything. Okay. And like... And it goes both ways. Like we'll freak out, be like, "Oh, this isn't anything," you know. But we'll like freak out about it not being anything, and then we'll freak about out about it being like a pandemic. So I think you know, on the, maybe it is like all the technology that we just like get the news, and then we're like, so ah, much of can't escape that's, it. Yeah, that's one thing too. Is there are so many sources out there that are telling you so many different things? Right. So it's like. I don't know. It's scary. And then again, because at first, you know, they kind of weren't so worried about people mean CJ's age. Like, I mean, that's why we went out, right? Like the weekend before St. Patrick's Day is because we thought we were, you know, fine. And it, I mean, the bar was filled with people our age too. I mean, right. we were really older. So I think that was one thing kind of with our generation is, you know. It took you longer yeah, maybe to react to it. to it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And yeah. we haven't had anything like this in our lifetime. Well, there, I mean, there was 9-11, but at least for us. We don't really remember like the like the shock. Like we weren't old enough to like conceptualize what just happened. Right. But this was like this is our big thing. Yeah. And I think this is the first time people like our age are actually watching the news. <laughs> that and be I true. Think people, <laughs> I, mean, I think older generations were just like, oh, they understand. They've watched the news their whole life. It used to be like a bigger part. They're like, yeah. oh, 
like they know what they're doing, but uh, we were like, oh my God, like we're just giving right into, you know, what they're trying to sell us. Right. And right. Like, this is the first time that we've actually watched the news. So that's a super great segue. Cause I asked this to, um, to Libby and Chase. So what do you feel like the politicians are doing? Are they getting it right? Are they getting it wrong? What what would you think they should do better or worse? Or I really let Katie go first, yeah. Because I you want to say anything? no, <laughs> <laughs> I am not well equipped to talk about anything political. So all you, <laughs> yeah. Um, CJ is the maestro of politics. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think, like policy wise, they're doing what they can. I think that somebody just, you know, I don't, it could be anybody, could be the president, just isn't that great at talking about it. <laughs> um, but he loves talking about it. So Cause, that's the problem. Because it's incredible. Yeah. It's just so good. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think they're doing, like, the government itself is doing an okay job. I think they're doing, like, all they can. I don't know what else that they're supposed to do. Um, I think if you like actually quarantine people that that would freak them out more than it would help them. I think there'd be worse if you just like shut everything down. But I just the way that Trump specifically says stuff is not great. Right. But he has great people around him. So like <laughs> I love Dr. Uh, Fauci. Like right. why don't why don't you just put him and then Trump says something inspirational, right. you know? <laughs> right. Like, just don't have Trump say anything, like, anything about the numbers, anything about the facts. Just go have him give, like, an inspirational pump-up speech to America. Be like, hey, we're with you. You know, we're going to get through this. And then let Dr. Fauci speak on everything else. Let the doctor speak on everything else. And I think that we would be – there wouldn't be all this outrage. But – that's not Trump. So <laughs> True. He's going to say crazy stuff and he's going to just spitball. But I think it's all baked in the cake already for him. Like, I don't think people take like the date that he said, what he said, Easter. Well, he said Easter. said Easter. But now they said by what, June? Yeah. But we all knew something? that he was going to walk that back as like the next day. I don't think anybody was really like, oh, we're really going to open up on Easter. Like. I think if someone... So what do you think about that? Do you think that them giving us, I guess, some sort of hope that we're going to be open on Easter and then the next day coming back and saying, oh, no, it's not till April 24th. And then the next day coming back, oh, no, it's not till April 30th. Because I'm more like, I wish they would just say, we don't know yet. We can't, we can't, we can't figure out the curve yet. We can't figure out the virus yet. Give us some time. I think what's hard, though, too... I mean, I feel like no one really knows what this virus because it's just a new thing, and they kind of said <laughs> they kind of said like the, with these better tests, you know, and more tests being available, we're going to have more cases. You know, they're not going right. to, you know, they can't get them out to everyone. So with the rapid so, test, it's going to won't it just like shoot up really quick and then flatten a little bit because the tests are coming back so quickly. Yeah, that's what they I think. think so. you know? I, I heard that we now the U.S. has now tested. Like in total, not percentage-wise, like they million, have right? they have the most tests out of anybody, like any other country. They've tested, okay. we've tested the most people. That's what I wish they would give us, like the percentage of 
of negatives because they've tested a lot of people and there's got to be a lot of negatives out there, right? I actually read an article today. Yeah. By read, I mean I really, really skimmed it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was about... <laughs> yeah. But it was an article and the title was something about like why there aren't or like why it's harder to get a number, at least for the state of Georgia, on like recovered patients. And it's because like it's hard. Like think about when you had the flu and you get over it, you're not calling your doctor like, oh, you know, I'm I'm good now. I'm all good. Right, right. So they said that's one thing that's been hard too is like getting an actual number of people that are recovering from this. So like that's kind of throwing the data off too. But again, that's just one article that's out there. And, I know. <laughs> you know, so who knows? But that and is one thing I did actually happen to see today. Again, I skimmed it. I but. know. I know. Yeah. But – I think that you have to think about it's somebody's job to all day, every day, they try to put a date on what time or what day we're supposed to come back. That's true because people are going to want to know. Yeah. So like everyone in the White House, like President Trump, he's probably asking, you know, some poor intern or staffer, <laughs> when are we going to be okay? Right. Like, And then that, all they think about is it's someone's job to think about what day we're coming back. And then they go, maybe Easter? So for me... I just don't believe anything, though, anymore when they keep coming back and saying this and this and this. And so I know in the beginning, I was like, oh, in my head, it was May 1st. For some reason, I was like, when he said Easter, I'm like, I don't believe Easter. There's no way we can be through Easter. But now I don't think even May 1st is like probably going to be it. No, I think there's probably not a date. I think it's just yeah. better than, hey, we don't know. You said that that's what you want. <laughs> Until that actually happens, True. you're like, how can they not have a plan? Yeah. They're the government. Like, hey, this is I their did, job. I watched Contagion, too. Yeah. So I was like, holy moly. Well, yeah, things got yeah. crazy in that, what, like 21 days in? So oh, yeah. At least we're, we're past that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I think as soon as we get testing, I think that's when, like, mass testing, you're going to start people seeing people go back to work. Like, if you haven't seen Contagion, obviously... <laughs> Go watch it. Go watch it before you <laughs> stop right now. Go watch it and come back. A spoiler alert. But could you have some kind of wristband thing? Like, hi, I've been tested and I'm negative. Right. And then that gets you through the the door of your office, you know? And so people who've been tested and they're good or people who've already had it get a wristband and they can go back to work. And so you have, you know, these verified people that don't have it can go back in the office. They can start doing other stuff. And then everybody who hasn't just stays back home. I don't I, think that's going to happen. Yeah, because then what about like if they're going into work and they stop to get gas, let's say, and like they touch the gas thing and you know but, what I mean? But like, they're already, so they, they they're could, immune to it now. Oh, you need to get the vaccine. No, if they've already had it, then they, it's like well, chickenpox. You I can't was, get it twice, well, right? I was saying that if you've been tested, but that was, that's just something that people are still going to the gas pump now. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. it's much less, but you could bring a you hand just have sanitizer. You just it now. <laughs> I don't think the, the, the wipe virus, the hand, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think that's what's like, once you get these mass amount of tests, people are going to be like, okay, it's okay for some people to go back to work. And then maybe, you know, 16 up, you stay home. Yeah. But I think just getting the, that antibody test or whatever. And so they can prick your finger and cause do you know if you've had it or not? You know, I kind of yeah. had the flu at the beginning of February. Do we know if it was the flu or was it the coronavirus? I don't know. Definitely so the it would coronavirus. Be, it would be fun. <laughs> it, well, not fun. <laughs> but anyway, it would be interesting. Interesting. <laughs> it will be interesting if once they get that test to see who actually has had it and not. Because yeah, that's super important. Don't yeah. show symptoms. Yeah. Depending. It's the new 23andMe. Yeah, there we go. 
All right. Well, that would be a good little, you know, little side slogan? side um, thing for Twenty Three and Me. We now do the coronavirus <laughs> antibody. Yeah. <laughs> Find out if you had the coronavirus today. There you go for sixty nine ninety five. It will be good. Yeah. They will do it. Are you kidding? So we're kind of laughing about this as we're going through. My emotions kind of go all over the place in a single day. Like I'm like laughing at a meme and then I'm like freaking out at the numbers and then I'm mad at everybody in the house. So how are you guys coping? Are you scared? Are you worried now about getting the virus? Are you emotional? I'm not so worried about getting it just because, I mean, like I'm... At my parents' house now, you know, right. locked in with those four people. I only come to y'all's house, so not going out in public. So I'm not so worried about myself getting it. Um, I'm more worried about, like, grandparents and just, like, people that still have to go out to work, I guess, you know? Right. Like, I have a friend I graduated college with, and his job is making them go into the office every day still, which really surprises me. Wow. But what does he do? I don't really know what he does. I think it's just, like, honestly, sales. Oh. So I thought that was kind of weird. Um, yeah, it's weird. But so that's like what I'm more worried about. And like my grandma in Texas is stubborn as all get out, and she she's like, "Oh, I'm going to the grocery store to the HEB," and yeah. we're like, "Grandma, what are you doing? Right. Like, you should not." <laughs> yeah. So that's just what I'm more worried about. Not so worried about myself. And I think even if I were to get it for somehow, I know like I'm healthy. You know, no health problems, so I'd be fine. Right. You're young so and like, healthy, like this one over here, CJ with his heart. <laughs> He's. I have no fear, except for fear itself. Wow. See, I take one sauna a day, and so I believe yeah. that. I did read an article that vodka and saunas were going to cure the coronavirus. Ooh, so I've been trying both. <laughs> Jay fully believes in the sauna, too, so I showed him the article, which really, in, in effect, had nothing to say about vodka and saunas curing it, but it was funny. I mean, you have to be a... Take off for a minute your your I am immortal shell and say a little bit more worried. Uh, yeah, I was at the beginning. I think like at the very beginning when I was still at work, and they were and I was like, wait, I have a pre-existing health condition. You know, it's kind of like when I used to go through the roller coasters when they have the <laughs> thing is like if you have heart condition, I'm like. Pfft. <laughs> right. Oh wait, <laughs> your mom. My mom I, ignored that one too. Yeah, this is why I feel dizzy after going on. But so at first I was. I'm not so much anymore because we've been self quarantined for so long, and it seems like I would have had it already. Right. And I'm pretty healthy too. Right. So, and it's a virus, not a infection, which is like more of. I have heart problems, so an infection would be worse than a virus. Obviously, I have like weaker lungs because I had pneumonia. Like I got pneumonia in the middle of summer, which usually doesn't happen. Right. So that that also worries me. But I've been like running and doing the sauna, and I'm pretty healthy, and I haven't come in contact with anybody. So like right now, I'm not very afraid. Right. But at the very beginning, I was like, oh, they're talking about me. It's like one of those <laughs> moments, like oh, they're talking about me. But you don't realize. Um, so, but now I feel fine. Yeah. I'm I mean, I feel worried. like you've taken it serious, not like overly serious, but serious enough to be smart about it, which I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. We are going to change to life on lockdown. <laughs> Ooh, that's right. Tell me this. So this is, I was talking on the phone today or yesterday and they're like, the new normal is like the phrase of the day. 
So tell me about your new normal. You want to go first? You can go. Well, (laughs) so I live in Brookhaven, but for the time being, I moved back to my parents' house for now, just because my roommate... She went back up to New Jersey to be with her family during this time. So I didn't want to be stuck in my apartment by myself for who knows how long. So I came out of my parents' house. So that's just been an adjustment in itself. Um, right. <laughs> I'm used to being on my own and doing my own thing. And now I'm working from home every day with both of my brothers in the house <laughs> and my mom, who is a teacher of first oh, grade. So she's you know teaching all day and she's doing her master's too. So it's just kind of nonstop movement in my house. So that's been an adjustment. (laughs) And you're pretty social too. I mean, you go out a lot. So this must be a little bit different. Yeah, it's kind of nice to just relax. I was thinking about it. Like it is nice to relax, but I'm also missing just like being out in public. I'm missing like the bars and restaurants down near my apartment because we love to walk to them and they're just our go-tos and I'm missing, you know, those places. And part of me is kind of worried about all the small businesses that are around there that we love during this time you know just like i'm hoping that they'll be fine (laughs) that they'll still be there when all this is. i know i know it is crazy so but i mean it's been it's been interesting i've been binge watching shows and i've started this puzzle and it's really frustrating (laughs) i was thinking about you i was gonna send you a picture i was done too but we are nowhere near being done and it's been a while Uh, Um, i'm doing bar classes online my boss is a bar three instructor at buckhead so they've been doing live instagram streaming classes so i've been doing those and then i might get a membership after this because i'm really liking it it's fun yeah so just trying to figure out ways to stay active and kind of like get the antsiness out of me that I get from sitting all day and working. So that's me. Yep. (laughs) My day consists of waking up, sitting on like our little table that we have in the basement (laughs) for like three hours and then going on a run and then sitting back down for like three more hours and then playing basketball with Chase. And that's about it right now. (laughs) So it is getting a little bit boring. It was nice because... The first four days that I was working from home, I had the house to myself. Right. So I moved into Jay's office and uh. I got <laughs> spoiled for four days. I was like, this is great. <laughs> I have everything I need right here. Why would I ever go into work? Right. And then everybody came back and I got banished to the basement. In the basement. <laughs> it's a very nice basement, but the chairs, it's not like an office chair. It's like right. a bar chair. It's a bar stool. So it's... It's getting old now. Yeah. It was nice for the first week. Um, yeah. And you have, your there. commute's pretty long to yeah. work, so. No traffic is nice. But it is, it would be nice, you know, just to go somewhere else. And it's weird because, like, mentality-wise, like, you're not allowed to go anywhere else. Right. Like, not that I was, like, going to all, to all these places, you know, going out all the time before. But now that I can't do it. You want to. I want to do it. <laughs> that's true. So that's true. So you kind of said you don't think we're going to go on true quarantine earlier in the podcast. What do you think, Katie? Do you think it's going to come down to a twenty four seven lockdown? I think it would be smart if, like, states. Because isn't Georgia? I mean, I could totally be wrong, but isn't Georgia one of the states now in the United States that's like got more cases than most other states? I don't know about that. We're in the well, top we ten, I think. Contained very well. No, well, no. that's. I mean, and I the Atlanta, Atlanta airport, Atlanta yeah, has 
like they, they done keep, the stay at yeah. home and what Gwinnett County now. I know DeKalb has Brookhaven did first where I live and then DeKalb County as a whole did it. So I mean I just like I just wonder if it would be smart to do it for the whole state of Georgia or maybe even the country just to just know, for a short if, period if of time just to kind of get yeah. right because I mean like that's how it is in New Jersey and my roommate's there and she said it's not as bad as like you think it would be for the whole state being under you know under the stay at home order because like you know the gas stations are still open the um the uh, stores Grocery. are still open for you to go you know get groceries of course because you need food to live. So she said it's, like, just not as strict as she expected, but just, you know, nobody really out and about. Right. So I just wonder if it would be smart just to, you know, at least get those people staying home that needed to. Or, right. Or you know, that just are still to- going into the office and still having to go places. It'll be interesting if they do it because of just civil rights and people yeah. that are extreme on either end. But it would be good to contain it where it is. And then we could say, okay, it's in these places. You guys stay still. The other places, you guys can keep going again, you know, because right now we're just like jumping all over the place. And I mean, I don't know. I read an article in Little Albany, Georgia. Yeah. They have a huge, like huge, their hospitals overwhelmed because of one funeral. One person had it there and 24 people have died in a small, small town of Georgia. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I, I'm just just spewing things who knows well it's scary too because it's just such a contagious thing and so again another article and who knows but apparently you know if if someone let's what's the r not (laughs) go watch contagion i know right let's say someone coughs and my this is why my mom is really freaking out right now she doesn't want to go anywhere she doesn't want to go to even the grocery store um but let's say someone coughs and this article said that like those tiny particles stay in the air for the next three hours so, like, even if that person... That's that's that, that's not true. It has you to can't, fall, right? But who knows? No, the virus can't survive that long. It has to in the land air. on something, you doesn't it? To, they would have to cough, and then you would have to... They would almost... Not cough on you, but you would have to be in close proximity. Or if they coughed it, it's on something. It's not three something. hours. You don't so cough, if they, and then three hours... So, again, if you're at the grocery... Article. Right. If you, if, <laughs> yeah. Fake news. Yeah. <laughs> And of course, we're not scientists either, but I would think if you, if it coughed and then you coughed on the Cheerios and then you picked up the Cheerios and then you touched your face, right? Like there isn't there a. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's specific materials that it stays on longer. So I heard like cardboard, it stays on for a very short amount of time. Right. Like 30 minutes. Like right. if you get a package, you're supposed to leave it on the porch for 30 minutes because the virus. They were 30 minutes to three hours. To three hours. <laughs> I heard three hours. <laughs> See, all the, who knows what's true. That's what's so crazy. We're getting all this information. You don't know what to listen to. I I don't know. I don't think they should shut it down. I think, what are you going to do? Arrest someone for going out of their home? Because right now we're pretty much shelter at home. Yeah. Living that way. You can still go take your walks and stuff and get outside because they want people to not go crazy. I don't know. I think it's a constitutional problem. I think you should be able to go where you want. And I think the more government tries to control it, the worse it's going to get. I don't think they do a very good job. You freedom rider, you. I don't think the government does a great job at anything. I don't. They don't, but you have to take, there's got to be some sacrifice at some point so we can Well, I think what we're doing Get back to normal? I think there's a big sacrifice. I think that 3 million people like lost their job last week. I think that's a pretty big sacrifice. I think- that if you shut down all, the but you don't want that sacrifice business. to be in vain. If people are cr- 
going from New York to Florida and then bringing it all to Florida. And well, I think there's a difference between limiting like air travel and limiting like I think that should just be the same in every place because New York is a little different because it's a giant city. Everyone's but if you look at L.A., it's more spread out. And they're not having as much as a problem. Like, obviously, it's going to be a problem. I mean, New York is, like, the worst place that it could be because everybody lives right on top of each other. It's very small. Everybody, It's a walking city. Everybody walks everywhere. Everybody lives in a 100-square-foot apartment, you know, with you <laughs> right. know, three dogs. And <laughs> everyone three takes, kids. Everybody takes the subway, you know. Right. I think that's, like, I think that's the outlier. Is right. New York, and I think. But don't you think then the people there should they need to stay and not go to Florida and bring it to Florida? Yeah, yeah. I think travel restrictions are fine. Okay. I just don't think if you're like you have to stay in your house, okay, unless you okay. go to this grocery store, you go to this, you go to that. I just, I think that's going to cause more panic than actually because I think the difference between what we're doing now and that is, is not, not is not that great. Right. I think it's just going to freak a lot more people out for something that's like pretty marginal on every. True, I agree. That, you make a good point. Well, well spoken. <laughs> uh, I do have a economics degree from uh, D4 State, Florida State University. University. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But so, what has been the hardest five. thing? You kind of already said it, but maybe it really is just daily life is so different now. And like, like CJ said earlier, having that freedom kind of taken away from you to be able to go wherever you want, do whatever you want. It's just kind of hard. And so like, you know, even if like, I mean, what, today's a Tuesday that we're recording this. So even if we did want to, you know, go out tonight, even to just a restaurant for dinner or to go to trivia at Black Diamond Grill, like we can't, we don't have that option anymore. So that's like. It's just, <laughs> even if we weren't planning on it, you know, like, right. Ugh. So that's been hard. Yeah. And like seeing friends, of course, and you know, a lot of people are doing the zooms and the happy hours, but it's just, that's still just so different than being like, I miss being with, with this week. I've really missed like physically being with people because well, we did that yeah. too. Like we did happy hour zooms and, and it we, it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It just, there you go. It sucks. Well, that's another thing, too, that they say about, like, our generation versus Gen Z is, and I think we've all talked about this before, but, you know, they say that Gen Z, their phones are, like, their primary communication, whereas right. for us, we use technology to go meet up with people in person and just, like, as our secondary. So I think that's also what's so hard for, you know, our generation and some of them above us, too, is that, like, you know, right. technology is our secondary point of communication. And, you know, we are social beings and we're... You know, we grew up, I mean, CJ, you and I grew up like kind of with technology, kind of without for a little bit there. But we're the tweeners. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we we're, we're really labels. right on the edge. <laughs> we don't like labels, but we're the tweeners. I love but, it. So I think that's like what's kind of hard too, you know? Yeah. Or so I feel like Gen Z, I feel like they might be even better off than us millennials. Because yeah. They're, they're, oh, like, yeah. they're like, they're like this is the best thing on? ever. We don't have to go yeah. meet <laughs> up with people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We can sleep till two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is there something that you've done in these past couple of weeks? You said bar. You didn't typically do that. So you've kind of investigated new ways to work out. <laughs> yeah. My boss had been trying to get me to do it for quite a while. And so I finally took one of her classes virtually. <laughs> and you like it. I did. I liked it. She's really excited about it. But <laughs> Any new things for you, CJ? Um... 
Not really. No. I play a lot more basketball with Chase now. Yeah. And I, I we said this last week, but and you're not like slamming doors and having huge fights at we the We have end. not had a fight yet. That's new. That's new. We've both matured. Okay. Well, For Chase now. said it might be coming, so we it don't know be. yet. It might be. It depends. What it depends how long the storms twos, right? Yeah. It depends <laughs> on how close the game is, really. Uh, the closer the game, the more the anger flares up. If it's like, if someone's getting blown out, they don't care. They're just having a bad day. Yeah. But okay. when it comes down to the last point, that's you start, you know, elbowing them in the stomach a little bit to get that, you know, extra space. Yeah. It's we, nice having the nice weather too for everyone to get outside and like actually it, it, take walks. Like I love just taking walks. I could walk forever. Yeah. So I take, love walks. Like you're taking a run, CJ. And you I, uh, always run anyway, but you know. Yeah. I, I have enjoyed getting out and like seeing people outside, which is. Yeah. Everyone's outside. It's nice. Yeah. It's, people are usually inside. Inside. Now it's yeah. I'm more tan and sunburned now than I've been in months. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Since I've known you, I feel I've been playing like. playing golf. I've been taking walks. I've been taking runs outside. I've been basketball it's been fun trying to come up with ways to like keep ourselves occupied too like we made a a drinking game to the show house we've been rewatching oh, that from the beginning uh-huh. so this weekend we made a drinking game for it like, and what did you say so when did you drink what was he supposed to say when he says everybody lies yeah oh, when he that. takes a vicodin yeah oh. <laughs> every time he pops when one. someone calls him an ass oh okay um, yeah it was just what, stuff like that what was yeah. it finish your drink if the diagnosis is actually lupus yeah if, oh. if it's ever lupus <laughs> you have to finish your drink because they're always guessing that every yeah. time and then the thing is like take a drink if it's not lupus when they rule out lupus and if then they every, guess it. every time they take a panoramic shot of the hospital which, Which is basically turns every out time they do they it like in. every other scene. Yeah. I didn't realize it until we made that rule, but they wow. show the outside <laughs> of the hospital a lot. <laughs> yeah. We did a game night with the other Mangums, which yeah. was mm, kind of a crash and burn, but we tried it. It wasn't great. Yeah. Next time we need to we do need it on a better a, game. A better game more and drinking. more alcohol. <laughs> that needs to happen. Last time when we played it, it was so fun. We were all drinking champagne on your graduation. That's remember? True. And it was really yeah. fun. So. That was fun. And we weren't doing it over Zoom. Yeah, in person true. in my house. That's what I think was the game. We were playing apples to apples, but we were the ones that like had the deck. Yeah. So it wasn't a true apples to apples. Yeah. What I if got, you do like I charades? Got robbed, That's I what I actually thought we should do charades. That'd be easier. Or yeah, and you could definitely Spring. drink and make it more funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially with you guys. We'll refine it. I think because Ashlyn was... is by herself. I know. In, I feel in, so bad in Michigan, so we're trying yeah. to connect with her. So. I think we were all at our peak annoyance with everybody when we did it because <laughs> no one seemed to want to be there. Like, in they my wanted family, to be playing the game, but they didn't want to be with each other playing the game. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think we've moved past that. All right. <laughs> All right, we're going to kind of start to wrap things up, but I want to know, tell me something good that you have seen or heard. Well, this past weekend, we took a walk around Brookhaven, like a, an hour-long walk. We walked for forever. And I noticed there were like hand-drawn rainbows in a lot of the windows, just like on paper, some uh-huh. big, some small. Uh-huh. And I was like, CJ, do you see? Like, look, there's a rainbow. There's another one. And I was like, this has got to be something. So when I got back to my apartment, I looked it up. And I guess like, I don't know if it was the schools or if just kids were doing it or but someone started the initiative to have either their kids or themselves so they don't have kids draw a rainbow. Okay. And put it in their window. And it's like to spread positivity around just like... That's cool. Time. So I thought that was really cool. That, that is cool. really cool. I mean, they were like every other house. It was 
That wasn't my guess. I thought it was like a gay cult. That <laughs> oh, yeah, he was, he was like, we're in but, Atlanta, babe. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, gosh. I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, I've heard a bunch of stories of people, um, like, going to the grocery store for older people. Yeah. And I think that's good. And I think that we're actually a lot nicer than, like, the news says we are. Because, like, if you walk around, like, people are being way more nice. Like, I think a lot of businesses are doing a lot more stuff than what's going on in Washington, right. D.C. Right. are like, oh, yeah, it's so partisan, blah, 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 blah. Right. I think that's just, like, on the news. And I think that people are actually trying to do the right thing. Right. And I think if you just, like, if you, like, look around, you see it. But then if you look at the television, right. you're like, oh, my God. Turn the TV off. I can't off believe and- they're doing this. But if you go, like, everybody else is on the same page. Right. Everybody's on the same team right now except for the people I've heard a, a lot of stories of like people feeding like nurses and doctors and yeah. frontliners yeah. and I know, like I know Jersey Mike's has done it. I know Starbucks that Starbucks has like yeah. discounted or free yeah. coffee. Yeah, them. I just that that kind of stuff just makes yeah. you tell everybody yeah. we're here to shut up for a minute and um, see what we're really doing for our people. Yeah, there's a. Well, I know no one in, likes to talk about it. <laughs> it's not great news, but I think it's, it, yeah. I just I don't know if you watch that SGN with uh, John Krins, Krinsinski. Yeah. Right? Oh, you, you mean Jim from the office? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I saw they posted something. I didn't watch it. I, didn't watch I forgot to tag you. It's oh my gosh, it's so worth the fifteen minutes. You guys have to go down Maybe and watch, watch it. it Smallpox. Smapa? <laughs> he, he, he does a little bit of a Boston accent, but um, he just did some good news. That's his network. Yeah. He, he's so funny just when you first start it, but then he gets super sentimental and it's just, mm-hmm. it's like feel good tears. Yeah. And then he has Steve Carroll on there and they talk about like their favorite. You have to go watch it. All right. It's like my. It was all over if Facebook. If you take two things, you gotta go watch Contagion. Yeah. And, <laughs> and watch SGN. Jim SGN. They're they're definitely like polar opposites. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know in Midtown too. Another thing that they're doing is every night at eight o'clock, everyone's going out on their balconies and clapping to like, um, you know, recognize all the healthcare workers. I saw even, that. It was so yeah. cool. And then even like, I mean, I'm on LinkedIn all day being a recruiter, and like people are using the hashtag Stronger Together everywhere. Um, and you know, everyone is posting like, you know, hey, like. I know this company, like I'm from this company. I have a ton of people that I know that just got laid off. Like uh, if you're, if you're a recruiter, if you're looking for a job, like, or, you know, if you're someone who has an opening, like comment below, send me your info. And like, I will send these people to you because I want to help them. So that's been kind of cool too. Just seeing, just cause that's like something that I see on a day-to-day basis is like, you know, I, I'm always on LinkedIn. Like being a millennial, I think. That we're good at not caring about the right stuff, but we, <laughs> but we suck at caring about the right stuff. So it's like we don't care like what the news is going on, maybe, but we also you know get self-absorbed and trapped in Instagram. Oh my gosh, you guys! Thank you so much for coming on here. This has been so much fun. Thanks for having us. Um, we can't leave. I'm not going to make you speak <laughs> of the emotional question of my junk drawer. But we have to do what is the funniest or weirdest thing that you have ever found in your junk drawer closet? Do you want to go first? I was going to ask you. I don't really have anything funny or weird because I've like, I did a deep clean this past summer. <laughs> I got a good my one. closet from my parents' house. But I am, 
I take after my mom and I'm sentimental. So I, over the years, have just like made these memory boxes and it's just like shoe boxes of all mm-hmm. shoes I've had of just like little things. Mm-hmm. But I've consolidated it into three boxes now. One from like just growing up stuff that actually is important. Right. One from college and then one for like stuff that's happening now. Okay. But I swear, I think I've kept like every letter that anyone has ever written me like ever. Oh. Like I was looking through it today because I knew we had to answer this question tonight <laughs> and I was kind of doing a clean in my closet just to finally get that just more stuff at my parents house and I was looking through all three of the box well two of the boxes because I have my third one at my apartment and I was like gosh I have a lot of letters in here and I also have like a bunch of like birthday cards and just stuff I probably don't need to have <laughs> I know I keep a but lot I want it for like the little signature I know. of my relatives you know? I know so I'm the same way I have a lot of cards people give it. <laughs> All right, what is the weirdest thing in your closet? <laughs> I don't even want to know. I don't know. know if I can say it on this podcast. <laughs> Remember, I'm your mother. Interesting yeah. ones. Uh, what about all those smoke alarms in your house when we moved you out? I swear... Every drawer we opened when we moved him out of his house oh, down in Tallahassee, it was yeah. just smoke alarms, just oh. about the batteries, just oh. <laughs> in drawers everywhere you looked. <laughs> yeah, because once they get low batteries, they start beeping. Oh, and then you just then you didn't can't... change the battery, just stuck it in a drawer. Oh, uh, that wasn't in the lease. <laughs> That's a good one, Katie. Now. That, that was funny, though. I mean, every yeah. drawer we opened, there was like, oh, there's another smoke detector. Just add it to the pile on the counter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think we got every one by the end. Yeah, yeah. there was a lot. <laughs> All right, folks. On that note, as my good parenting dissolves quickly in front of everyone, um, thank you guys for being on here. Thanks for bringing us a little bit of laughter. You're good um, millennial force, your feelings. We appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks for having us. We do get a trophy, right, for this? Of course. A yeah, participation yeah. trophy goes to all the millennials Thanks. that are on my show. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having us. All right. Good night, everyone. Good night. Okay, one quick post-roll note is that none of this was fact-checked. And it all happened last week, so so much has changed between now and then. I can't even tell you. But we had a great time recording it, and I hope that if some of you are struggling, you found some laughter in this this episode. So until next week, no hate mail, keep safe, stay home, spread joy, and give grace. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening. Hey, if you like what you heard, if you would give me a review, that would be fabulous. The more reviews I get, the higher I get, the more people can listen to me and find me. Oh, by the way, you can find me at mylifeisajunkdrawer.com or on Facebook at mylifeisajunkdrawer. On Instagram, it's Sue C. Mangum. You can leave questions, concerns, anything, and I'll be sure to get back with you. Hope to hear from you soon.